Hey, 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 if you are hearing my voice, that means you have three weeks left to sign up for Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. Platoon 28 is enrolling now. Once again, it's virtual and will remain virtual, our instructor training. So if you were waiting for in-person, you're just gonna come through virtual and we'll talk about in-person options later, but we want to get you trained up to get free, stay free and set others free. It is training for everyone, you guys. Seasoned fitness professionals, you are welcome to come through. We promise you will learn and grow. And those of you who have no intention of teaching a fitness class, we promise you come through and you will learn and grow. Some things that you get with our training that you can't get anywhere else is our brand new exclusive faith-based instructor training curriculum and a manual unlike anything else out there in the fitness world. You guys, I promise you this. 30 years as a fitness professional, there is no other educational resource out there like this that's gonna train you as thoroughly in faith, rooted and based fitness that you can take into your communities. We are a family of nearly 2,500 instructors around the world. And as you come through and become one of those instructors, we're gonna do ongoing discipleship with you. You will get ongoing discipleship resources and community after the training. And this community is gonna help you continue to get free and stay free so you can set others free. We can't go alone, you guys. I know there's a lot of you out there who you are already doing fitness or you're not doing it at all. You're quietly doing it by yourself, a little afraid to step out there and put your foot in the water. We have to go together. And trust me, <laughs> the seas will part every time. You think you can't do it? I promise you, he will show up for you. So this spring, the training consists of nine weeks of Zoom calls and a small group time, so you will be known. Virtual small groups, you show up and get to know your small group that will be connected to you somewhat in your area, as close as we can get you in your small group so that you can find other people near around you who are walking out this freedom journey as well. You're gonna receive an in-depth Bible study of Nehemiah and tools to effectively facilitate the wellness revelation that is a book I wrote in 2017, where it is the, the base, like basic foundational teachings for helping people live in their body and lose what weighs them down so they can love God themselves and others. You will learn how to facilitate that. This is really the way to, to put the seedling in the ground for your community. Say, this is what our bodies are for, and this is how we will uh, relate to fitness. You'll also get deep instruction in either our modality of RevFit or RevX. RevFit is for those of you who love dance, choreography, rhythm. You, you hear a beat, you can't help but move. RevX is for those of you who like the metabolic circuit conditioning, more athletic in a sense um, that is not gonna hold a pair of drumsticks necessarily in the class, but don't put it past me to not ask you to pick up a pair of drumsticks. Okay, and you'll also get a four-day virtual retreat. All of this online, you don't have to leave your home. What else are you gonna do? Come on, 2022. You know, the Lord, or, or Jesus tells us in, this, in the Gospels that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It's true, seven billion people in the world. I only got 2,500 instructors. There's plenty of room for you to come, find your voice, use your voice, 
and get free and live free even if you came only for yourself because if you get free i promise you it's contagious so if god calls you he'll equip you guys and we can't wait to cheer you on in this call that he has for your life swipe up on the show notes and learn more and download a packet all right now today without further ado so excited i got to get to know a new friend of ours of the house jennifer wagner she has written the book your good body Jennifer, once upon a time, weighed 336 pounds, and she wrote this book as a journey that she took with the Lord to body kindness, embracing it, getting free from the diet and fitness culture that really had its hooks in her for a while. But God, his hooks are, his hands are even stronger, right? He'll he'll get us, and he got Jennifer. So you're going to listen to her story. She has some great wisdom to share with us on how to move our body, fuel our body, and love our body. It felt like we were talking to friends. So if you're friends of this house, you are gonna be quick friends with Jennifer. I love testimony. I love, you cannot hear the story. You can't get tired of hearing the story of God's deliverance into freedom. So this is one for you today. Go get her book and you can connect more with Jennifer by swiping up in the show notes uh, to get her her free diet detox, detoxing from the the diet uh, mentality just a wealth of knowledge. We're so glad to get to know her and have her be a friend of this house. Thanks, you guys. Donors, thank you for donating and making this podcast possible and all the things that we have on our website available to you. If you haven't been over there, go check out all the free resources like free RevWell TV, our at-home faith-based workouts. Yeah, all the things. We're going to talk about working out today. Jennifer is going to give us a new mindset for moving our bodies. All right, you guys, have a great day. Blessings and happy, happy 2022 New Year. I hope I get to see you in all the places. Peace. All right, Revelation Wellness community and our YouTube followers and friends. Hello. We have another podcast today, a conversation, a forging friendship between myself and Jennifer Taylor Wagner. You guys, she is the author of a new book titled Your Good Body. Come on. I know everyone right now is like, we love that. Your good body, embracing a body positive mindset in a perfection focused world. Jennifer, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. How has it been with this book? How how was it writing this book for you? It was, oh my word, it was exciting. It was challenging. It caused me to dig so deep into my heart and into my past and into my experiences. And it has, it's just been all the things. It's been all the things. And at this point, I've been working on it. I actually worked on it quietly on my own for a couple of years before anybody other than my husband knew anything about it. I just, I had to write it. I couldn't not. And so at this point, it's been several years. In the yeah. Movie, and yeah. I am ready. I'm fired up. I'm ready to share She's it. She's ready world. to, it's called a book baby. She's it's ready to baby. birth it and get yes. it out. I know what that's like. That's interesting. Same. We, we share uh, the same publisher. So shout out to Tyndale. Woo-hoo. We love our Tyndale publisher. Um, and I know what that's like, cause my first book was the same way. I sat on it for 10 years. I used it in places in community 10 years. So when it wow. finally came out, I'm like, huh, that actually happened. Okay. So, 
I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you. And I remember those days of waiting for it to come out, but by the time you guys are hearing this, it's out. So if this title of a book is even intriguing to you at all, go and get it. This is right in our lane, Jennifer. This, this is, this is our people. Uh, We know that the pursuit of health and wholeness is not a one and done. Um, We're all detoxing from the diet, fitness world and culture, and we have to stay free. We don't just get free. It's a constant stay free. So this never gets old to us talking about and hearing other people's stories. So I always love the question, why? So tell me, why did you write this book? My story is sort of an extreme example of losing weight is is not the answer to your body issues. Come on. I, I personally dropped a massive amount of weight, 150 pounds. And here I found myself half my size and shockingly still unhappy with my body. And to give you some backstory on that, I'm a girl who was never at peace with her body. I can remember all the way back in kindergarten when a little boy, well-meaning, he meant no harm, drew attention to my cheeks, calling them chipmunk cheeks. And Mm. I automatically assumed he's calling me chubby. And that I don't think that's okay. And that was the first sting of not being at peace with my body. But that's only the very beginning. So as as I was growing a little older and walking through these formative years, first grade, second grade, fifth grade, ninth grade, all through these formative years, I'm walking through and I'm realizing, yes, I am living in a body that's actually larger than the majority of the bodies around me. And everyone is relentlessly reminding me that I'm taking up too much physical space. Come on. I need to make myself smaller. I need to lose the weight. And so by the time I graduate high school at 336 pounds, I believe at that point that there is something innately wrong with me because I can't lose this weight that the whole world is telling me I need to lose. And so by that point, I've walked through so much. I am tired on the outside and broken on the inside, right? And I am Mm -hmm. so not at peace with my body. So then when I did eventually drop all that weight and found myself still not at peace with my body, even at half my size, I'm like, wow, I, I think, I think I've missed a gigantic piece of the wellness puzzle. I think it must be more about more than just about fitting my body into a mold or making it as small as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, that's that's a very uh, actually short version compared to what the actual story is. <laughs> so, so what do you do with that question? Okay, I think I've missed something. What next? What took you? Where was your was there your faith even a, a part of your life at that point? Would you say you were a Christian? So you know, yeah. tell us a little bit more of like I'm missing something and how the integration came. It's interesting because I, yes, I have been a Christian for a very long time. Love the Lord with my whole heart and soul. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like because of the, the bullying and the relentless messages that my body's not good enough, it's like I couldn't receive his truth very readily about my body. So I would hear things like, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You were crafted inside mm. your mother's womb by God. Mm. These amazing truths that it took a little while for me to digest those things. But I think about in Ephesians chapter three, specifically in the message translation, I love how it's worded because it talks about how when God is working and he's taking us on this journey, he does it not by pushing us around, 
alone, but he works through his spirit deeply and gently by his spirit working through us. And so I look back at my journey, even when I very first years ago started becoming free in this area. And I was like, I was fired up at that time. I was like, I'm free. I'm free. And now I'm like, girl, you were not even free back then. (laughs) Like now you're free. You're more free than you were back then. And so it's this journey that I've gone on with the Lord. And it's like, he saw all of it. Like he yeah. was there through yes. all of it. Yes. And, and he was there with the little boy yeah. in kindergarten. And he was yes. there when I walked through high school with my head down. And he was there every time I yes. got on the scale and got off the scale and thought, oh man, still not good enough. Oh man, still not good enough. He was there when I started to see this body as good. He, yeah. It's like all through it, I can just see how he's yeah. walked with me. But he knows yeah. us so deeply. Oh, He knows us so deeply and he loves us so much and he's so good that he's like, I'm not going to just zap this. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you through this journey because Mm -hmm. I'm so committed to your freedom. Mm -hmm. Amen. Man, everyone got teary eyes. We know that this is true. This is the deepest part of his personal intimacy of of wanting to be with us more than wanting to help you count some calories and get some, some, uh, you know, that, that scripture of, um, of how we are, don't you know that your body is a temple? I'm like, you know, I think people know that. I think they know it and it's not helping to just keep shoving the knowledge on them. There's a, the Lord wants to be with them in their temple and the temple will work itself out. Like we're put so much pressure on what we see in, in that temple. So, my goodness, such such an empowering story. So um, tell me what then is a good body to you? I feel like for me, I was, I've walked through so much feeling like it's just not good enough. And even after losing that weight, I was still trying to lose more. And my body was like, no, Jennifer, we're not losing one more pound. <laughs> you can do all the things, but we're just right here. 150 pounds lost is like, we're going to stay right here. And so I, I was trying and trying to lose more and more and more weight only to shrink my body for the, for the sole purpose of shrinking my body. And when I realized that no matter what I changed, it wasn't good enough. I was like, well, what I'm thinking like, what is good enough? When will this all be good enough? And when I realized how saturated my mind and heart were with negative thoughts about my body, I'm like, wow. So this doesn't just go away. Like I thought making myself smaller would fix that. And I would no longer have this terrible self inner critic. But if that doesn't fix it, what is going to be good enough for my body? Right. Come on. When is my body good enough? Like what is the, the goal weight or the goal size or the, like, what is it? And I realized like I needed to totally, totally flip that on its head so that I was seeing wellness and health for what they are and not tying them together with the size and shape and appearance of my body. It's, it's so much deeper than that. So I got to this point where I was like, well, wait a minute, if it's never going to be good enough, I'm looking at this wrong because I don't think we're supposed to go through life. And I remember thinking years ago, I was like, I don't want to live my entire life feeling this way about my body. 
And so that I just, I had to change that narrative, that dialogue in my mind and heart to see what is right now is good. Like not when I lose the weight or not when I this or that, because I'm never, I'm never going to completely measure up physically because once I do, there's another goal, you know? That's right. And so, so totally flipping the script on that dialogue in my mind and how I was approaching Mm -hmm. health and wellness as a whole, you know, and, and untying that from what we hear in diet culture. So can you tell, um, what was that journey for you? What were the beginning things of, it sounded like you realized these are thoughts, like I've got to change my narrative. What did you do? What kind of journey did the Lord take you on? Now I love, I know I asked this question because I know our entire audience is saying, tell me what she did. But as before she says this, I want to remind everyone her journey is not going to be your journey. But the thread, the golden thread, what will be in everyone's journey is the Lord wants to be with you. (laughs) He wants to be with you in the journey and where, you know, maybe if she says, I started journaling or I don't know, whatever, I started walking and talking with the Lord, whatever it is, try not to hear that as like, okay, then I'm going to start doing that today. Take the narrative of what does the Lord want to do with me and these accusations to be with me so I can change my mindset and my narrative. So tell us what he did with you because it inspires your testimony, inspires um, something for us to be done in us. Uh, yes, I think that I actually, when people, the first thing I usually say is to start to take notice of your own inner dialogue. That's, That's right. like the first step. That's right. Notice what are these, because especially if you're someone who has battled this thing for a really long time, or if you were bullied, like I was these messages, even if you haven't, there's still so many messages that are just going to pop into your mind and heart about your body, not being good enough. And so we can't necessarily just stop the thoughts. We can't just say, okay, I'm going to love my body. I'm going to be free. Boom. Oh, look at that. The thoughts are gone. That's not the way it works. A war. We can take every thought captive. Captive. And Mm -hmm. so that was kind of my starting places. Okay. I'm going to see what's going on. And, and I would encourage you, if you're looking at this inner dialogue on your own and noticing your own inner dialogue, do it without judgment. Don't, yes, ju- don't judge yourself. Right. Just right. notice it without right. judgment and yes. offer yourself compassion. Validate your story. What have you walked through yeah. in this body? You yeah. know, what, what, what has shaped your beliefs about your body and just kind of evaluate those things without judgment. Cause we think mm-hmm. if we just hate ourselves into submission and white knuckle it, that's going to be the answer. Yeah. No, yeah. we're going to evaluate where we are, validate our struggle and begin to see how we can notice those negative thoughts when they pop into our brain yep. and sort of swap them with more positive ones. And so for me, I did have to sort of write down some positive statements, some affirmations, so that I was equipped when the thoughts popped into my mind and heart. So if I walk up, if I'm getting ready to get in the shower and I glance in the mirror and I have one of those thoughts, I have something to sort of combat that and to to sort of rewrite that narrative because it's going to take time to rewrite it. Yeah. But so that's one of the, that's one of the initial things that I did. And I literally, when I was very beginning this body journey, the way I see my body, that part of the journey, <laughs> mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. remember having no idea how to do this. It's like, I realized, wow, I see myself in a really negative light. I need to 
put some work into this. Yeah. But I have no idea how. And honestly, yeah. I'm telling you the honest truth. I found myself in the love chapter of the Bible, first Corinthians chapter 13. <laughs> and I know we apply that to how we love others, obviously. But I started saying, wow, my love for myself is so low right now. Wow. And it's to the point where like, I don't feel like I'm even loving others very well because I, right. I can't see past these negative. Th- and I remember thinking, what how could I be a blessing? How much more of a blessing could I be to the people around me if my mind and heart weren't so consumed with thoughts that were negative? So it would free up this space to yeah. then go out and live the message of Christ and go right. out and do the things for Christ and advance right. the kingdom and make disciples and love people, encourage, inspire right. if my mind wasn't so consumed. So anyway, yeah. getting back <laughs> to that yeah. question. I, I looked at that love chapter and I said, okay, I'm just going to start right there. Okay. So it says love is patient. So how can I be more patient with myself in this journey? How can I extend that to myself? Love is kind. Am I being kind toward myself in this? Am I speaking kind words? How can I be a little bit more kind? And so just a very, just a very blanketed thing, but I went through the whole entire chapter, like not comparing myself with other people, all of these things. And I just, I just sort of started to apply those things. Yes my body journey, not just what I ate and what, what exercise I did and all those rigid, not the rigid stuff, like the stuff that's like inside my mind and heart. How can I apply this to my whole body journey? If that makes sense. So good. That's so good. Yes. That's huge. I mean, did you, I, I, like when you said I've, I've, I've made those affirmations, I made those statements, did you memorize them? Did you write them down? Did you, and it doesn't sound like you wrote them down, but, um, did you memorize them? Like I've known people that put it on the mirror or whatever, but like, I know, I think sometimes why I ask this question is because I think we know what to do and then we do the work of, I'm going to write it down, but then the battle comes and then our brains are prone to the easy path. We just, it's a fight to have to go, Oh, I've got to remember that verse. What was that verse? I got to say that verse. Like, is there anything you did to help yourself uh, to remember, because it's one thing to be aware, right? I agree with you. You can't change what we're not aware of, but how do you trigger yourself to remember now's the time, pick up the weapon and fight? Oh, I, yes, I did write them, but I, I didn't stop right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's like, you've got to be so committed to wanting yeah. to be free in this area Come on, because then right. you evaluate all these areas of your life and how they're contributing, who you're following on social media, what's in front of your eyes, like what messages are you taking? What, um, what are the effects of diet culture that are still trickling in that are actually negatively affecting your body image? So it's like evaluating everything around you. Yeah. If you don't have that list by you, because I wrote mine down, but That's I don't, good. I don't know even what happened. I didn't even write it in a journal. I just jotted, <laughs> jotted them down. Right. And right. You, yeah. You, you're right. You can't stop there. And it's not, it's not just kind of a going through the motions thing. You've got to get really committed to truly being, and I love how you say staying Stay free, free. Yeah. in this area, because I know yeah. for me, as far as I have, I mean, I wrote a book on the subject. I still have my days. Come on. I still have to commit That's to right. being free. I still have to walk it out. I still have the days where I walk up 
to the mirror and I'm not, it's not easy to be kind. I still have those moments and I'm still walking toward it. But that's the thing about staying free that I love because it, it's an effort. Like this is yeah. a whole thing yeah. and it's important. And I'm so committed though to being free. So when I walk up, when I see myself in the mirror and I have a, a negative thought and what I used to do was, oh my word, what diet can I go on? Yeah. Right. Where I Today's used to the day. That. Yeah. Today's the day to start over. All those things. Where I used to do that, I'm allowing my thoughts to go down a different path now. Where do I want to be? Do I want to be right back in bondage to diet culture? Or do I want to go toward freedom? And do I want to learn to believe the truth so deeply that it comes mm. more naturally over time? Mm. You know, so it's being mm. radically decisive that yeah. I am committed to this, to getting and staying free in this area. Yeah. And wherever you are, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. may be in the place where you're like, Jennifer, I hear you. Yeah. Love your body, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't understand. I can't for this, this is, I'm not, I'm nowhere close to that. Okay. What about, what about practicing a little, like some body confidence or some, even, so even starting with some neutrality, like where can you start today Mm -hmm. To walk toward that freedom wherever you are is amazing because once you evaluate where you are and you become committed to being yeah. and staying free, yeah, then you can walk toward it. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could just say, I was talking a little bit with Jennifer about her book, so good in that the, uh, we kind of, a future working title book I have has the word like good body in it. It seems like this is a thing. Good body, good body. It's good. Like everyone, we can't say it enough. Say it in all the voices. People say, amen, we have good bodies. Amen. But that there's a reason, like it, there's the fact, like we feel such shame because I, I know better, I should do better. And that's not working. But just to remind people, as you started with your story, just that little start of bullying or not bullying, but an innocent thing is said yeah. at five years old. And it hit a vulnerable spot in you, the spot of you that needed Jesus. And Jesus was there because he knew I'm going to come for the, I'm rescuing this. But all the things we've walked through, whether it was someone said something that landed in a wrong, in a way that we felt according to our worldview or paradigm or Satan himself, who wants to convince us that everything's wrong. But then, I mean, for, to bullying, to um, small acts of little T traumas, to be alive is to suffer and be scathed and to be cut and to be either death by a thousand paper cuts as, as the plan of the enemy or a one sh uh, gunshot to the chest of a, of a moment in time. And that affects us and it changes. So I guess I say that to have empathy for everyone. What Jennifer, I'm hearing her story, she had radical empathy for herself and then a commitment to go, I am not broken and I'm changing this narrative in all directions, socially, mentally, physically, I'm changing social media. I'm cleaning house to get in that directive of of the narrative of God came to redeem it all. I need redemption in all parts of who I am, that there's nothing you can't walk through. So I, I know, I think the enemy tries to tell us that's good for you, Jennifer, but you don't understand I'm stuck. And I just, I love to tell people it's not your fault. You're not, you just have more kindness towards yourself and a, and a heart towards the Lord yeah. to know that he can take that and make all things new. And it's a bit by bit, little by little process and I think, isn't that, that's probably to me, I'm 50 years old, Jennifer, and my body is nothing like it was when I was 21. Let me just tell you, 
Um, I, but I, it's a good body. It's good for 50 doing me, doing yeah. me well, but it's not what it was. And the enemy just comes to tell us you've lost it. It's getting worse. <laughs> the days ahead look darker. And what is that narrative? So I, I just love that you're giving these practical, um, like all in, you got to be all in on all sides. Yeah. What does it look like for you in community with other people? Or when you have people around you who maybe don't get it, what have you done to kind of fortify your walk in freedom? With people around me, you know, this is something that comes up a lot in conversation with just everyone that I know, because this is such a huge thing for me. It always has been a huge thing for me. And I think, I think really it does go back to kind of what we just talked about a second ago with validating where people are. So friends Mm. of mine or any, like people will come to me and they'll express things that they walk through in this area. And it's so challenging. And I'll immediately, like, I'll relate most of the time I'll get it. It's like, I've walked through that. I totally get it. And so I try to just, um, be committed to my own freedom so that I can be an example, but also Mm. validate where someone is specifically in their journey. Because I really truly feel like even, even just the baby steps in the right direction can be gigantic. So if I, if my friend whom I love and care deeply so much about comes and is like, Jennifer, I just, I'm, I, I don't know went to the doctor today, stepped on the scale and I'm, I'm, I'm sad about it, whatever it might be. I just want to cry and curl up in a ball with them because I know that feeling, but also like, I want to validate why they're feeling that way. And then I'm going to challenge them to dig deeper as to what it is. What is it? Journal about it. Talk about it. What is it that made you feel that way so that you can dig a little deeper? But I just think that being committed to my own freedom and, and validating where people are, you know, it creates baby steps in the right direction or huge leaps in the right direction. Sometimes, totally. But, totally. Yeah. In your book, you talk about some guiding principles uh, for a health journey, move your body, fuel your body and love your body. Can you talk about some of your, your paradigm and narrative around those three, move your body, fuel your body and love your body. Yes. I, so over the years in my own wellness journey, I've picked up on some, you know, healthier habits and developed an absolute love for moving my body and all of these things. Really what what I go into detail about with those three things is just perspective and getting and totally shifting our mindset when it comes to what we eat or exercise and all things. Cause it's very, very easy to slip right back into diet culture when yeah. you're thinking about what foods do we eat or what exercise or what, what are those. So it's, it's really just reframing and taking on a different perspective on those three. But those are like the three main areas that I have noticed um, needed the most reframing for in my wellness journey. So moving our body, like no more exercising for punishment. Like, you know, this, like you can teach us about this. Let's go. No more exercising because we, of what we ate yesterday or what we're going to eat tomorrow, or like, it's not a punishment, but like, how can I, how can I just move my body today in a way that I enjoy? Maybe today it's like that knockdown, drag out, sweaty, heart rate through the roof workout today. Maybe tomorrow it's 
I just need to go for a walk. walk. Like, I just need, I need the fresh air or yeah. whatever it might be. But it's like, how can I just move my body and get my blood flowing? It's like, I'm talking to the expert already. So I feel like, Elisa, you could just take the reins. No, just, are you kidding? But, Nothing but makes I, a mama proud when she hears children. <laughs> yes. This is, why, this is why I love so much what you're doing because it's like such a different perspective mm. on moving our bodies. And mm. I, I feel like I spent so long just doing what I thought I had to that wasn't enjoyable and therefore not sustainable either. That's right. And so yeah. now it's like so, so fun and so freeing and so mm. awesome to journey through, you know, moving my body in ways that I actually yeah. enjoy and love. And being curious about it too. Like there's things we go, oh, I'm not good at dancing. Who cares? Like yeah. just move. It's just movement. Somehow we categorize things and then made scoring points in each category. Yeah, How great. Right. We've turned everything into a competition in a game. It's not, not even fun anymore. That right. I mean, that goes for children's sports too. It's like, can we just play to play? Why? Yeah. Now we got clubs and leagues and prizes and all that. I'm like, oh my God. And scholarships. It's like, what happened? Right. I, it's like pressure. Pressure. It's like added pressure. It's like you see someone, you know, who who loves to run, they go for a run, then you think you have to run. If you hate running, you don't have to run. There's a million totally. other things you could you can do totally. that you would enjoy a lot more than running if you don't like running, you know. Amen. It's the, that added pressure that we put on ourselves. Yeah. It just does, it's actually not really productive for us. Totally. And it actually and, is very uh just on a side note, like can be so detrimental and harmful to your nervous system, your hormones, your endocrine system. Wow. Like we're chemically blowing up on the inside, even though we look maybe, you know, lost an inch on the waistlines, like right. the inside. It's just, it's, it's striving and performing and it can only go so long. It can't sustain. Yes. Oh, that is golden wisdom right there. That is amazing. Mm. Mm. And then like with fueling our bodies, like it's just, again, that totally different perspective and getting away from being rigid and, you know, restricting a whole bunch of things or taking entire food groups completely out. And instead of, uh, instead of those things, it's like looking at how can I nourish, getting curious about the, yes. the signals that our bodies yep. send to us yep. for hunger, thirst, rest, yep. um, whatever yep. it might be getting, you know, we, we sort of lose that a little bit when we get submersed in dieting because we, yep. we don't listen to our bodies. We follow the rules and the plan, regulations right. and the plan and the, right. right. And so getting back to this, getting curious, what's my body telling me it needs or what foods sit really well on my stomach mm -hmm. or make me feel energized? Mm -hmm. What does, what do I not feel so great after I mm -hmm. eat or in what quantities mm -hmm. or, and, and then honoring our hunger, eating when we're hungry, honoring mm -hmm. our fullness, stopping when mm -hmm. we're full, learning how to eat for satisfaction and enjoyment mm -hmm. as well. And just nourishing these good bodies that we have, but not at all from a standpoint of, I need to just eat as little as I can or do the, whatever this, that, that I can to make my body as small as it can possibly be. So it's a, it's a complete mindset shift for those of us who have been in a dieting cycle for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's just, it's just totally flipping the perspective on how we even approach health and wellness. From someone who, see, I love, I'm looking at the two of us and I go, oh, our stories are similar, but different. You went kind of more into the neglect part of your body, right? Distanced yeah. yourself from your body 336 pounds later. Okay, I don't have to live this way. Right. I went the obsessed pattern because I had a mom who kind of went your road. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. So I went hardcore. I'm not going to wait. You know, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. Um, but we both live in the same world of abundance of food temptations, sugar, yeah. like the things that 
we know aren't going to be great for us, aren't going to be nourishing and kind to our body. How do you stay free in a world of choices like that? Because there's so many choices, so many things available to you. And we, you know, this is often the question, I don't know if there's ever really an answer, but yeah. When people's like, how do I know that it wouldn't be kind for me to have the cookie or, or like, go ahead and, and have the thing. And that maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm just giving myself permission to have it because that's kind, you know what I mean? Like, people right. go, how do I know the difference between my version of kind and what the Lord would want for kind? I'm just wondering if you have any advice there. That is such a great question. I think that it, it falls kind of into this, um, the rhythms that we, that we go. And, and, and I really believe that getting finding that freedom with food while also honoring your health is kind of a journey. So I do think that personally, I had to lift, I had to give myself permission to eat and enjoy food. I had to, so I had to go through this little spurt of time where it's like, okay, Jennifer, it's okay. You just, you can go eat, you can go to the kitchen and you can say what sounds good to me right now and you can enjoy it. And so when I got, when I pulled away from overly restricting all the time, then I got to this place where I was like, okay, I'm feeling really in tuned, attuned to my body. And now I I'm wanting whatever it might be that's deemed healthy, you know, like I, I, it's like, I want a salad for lunch today, or I want this smoothie with power greens in it or whatever. Like I want, but not only those things, but I think it's, I think it really, it really is like a journey. And I think that the more we get away from restricted, because a lot of times somebody's like, a lot of people will say, I want to give myself permission to enjoy food, but I'm afraid if I do that, I'll be out of control. Yep. Yep. And for me, I'll just speak for myself. Whenever I have felt out of control around food, it's because I have restricted that food for a long period uh-huh, of time. Uh-huh, yeah. So then I restrict it for a long period of time. Well, what's going to happen when you finally give yourself that? Yep. If you if you haven't eaten all day long, yeah. and then you go for Mexican, and they yeah. put the the uh, the chips and salsa in front of you, and yeah. you're starving, yeah. and you haven't eaten all day long. What's going to happen? You're going to eat the you whole are, bowl and order yes, a second. That's right. You're that's probably not going to feel great when you leave. Yeah. But but naturally, we're, we've restricted for so long. So yeah. our body's like, I can't even, I can't get this in me fast enough. And, and it's very hard at that point then yeah. to slow down yeah. and say, How, when do I feel like I've, I've enjoyed enough of these or whatever? Yeah. It's very hard at that point. So I do feel like giving ourselves permission to eat and enjoy food and then getting really curious about the food choices, like tuning in, like it when like tuning into the, how those things actually make us feel and all those things. Um, because you know, in my experience, my body has craved the things that nourish it well. Yes, it also it's true. Craves, it, it craves other things as it well. Can, you can teach it. Yeah, absolutely. Can reset it to crave things that you never thought you would crave, but it do, it's not going to be presto change them. You actually right. begin to do it. It's a yeah. A learned and, habit craving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. And and it can be a little scary if you are someone who's coming out of the dieting mentality and you're right. like, I really want food freedom and wellness in a way that's not diety. It can be scary because mm-hmm. you don't have like all of these you can't like look back over your plan for the day and see how you did following the plan. You yeah. have to get in tune to your body yeah. and you have to see, how do I feel? How do I feel when I go to bed too full mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. when I go to bed starving or, mm-hmm. you know, like how do I feel like with these things? But so it is, 
So if you're wanting to embark on that and you're wanting to walk toward like food freedom and and, and that kind of thing, then you got to give yourself the time and the grace to kind of feel your way through that and and sit with the uncomfortable uncomfortableness for a little bit before you can get really in tune and start approaching health and wellness in that way. Can I ask though, for the person who's 336 pounds right now or, or whatever, and they, cause you went, boom, got real restrictive and got down to the 150. So you were, what would food look like? Go back to Jennifer, to Jennifer 336, yeah. knowing what you know now, because yeah. you haven't lived through that. I mean, I'm sure everyone here, if you really wait, is just like been an issue constantly. You've gone through some times of restriction and it just hasn't, you haven't even lost 20 pounds or 50 yeah. pounds or what, if anything, you just keep turning to food and the week weight keeps coming on and on and on. Yeah. What, how, what does that look like for the 336 person who hasn't lost 150 pounds that they are going to, you know, because part for them might feel freedom. And I'm saying this loosely might be, I got to take account of some things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think. And so for me, it actually was a slow, long process. And for me, I needed guidance Mm -hmm. and I needed to, I needed to understand how certain foods and certain quantities affected me. And that took time and guidance and all of those things. But you have to be careful because you don't want to slip right into a diet. Diet culture. Diet program. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So, mm -hmm. so. It's good. But what I will say is that for me, I've always said, and, and you have to keep in mind, I lost this massive amount of weight years ago. And so I've come a long way since then and things have changed. But I can, I've always said that the majority of long-term um, progress has come from small, doable yeah. changes. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. where I might grab, where I might have a turkey sandwich for lunch, at the time I might put some grapes with it instead of chips. And that was my little swap or like mm-hmm. just little changes. Or mm-hmm. like, I remember the first like time mm-hmm. I went for a walk specifically for exercise and mm-hmm. I, I, I could barely walk to the end of the street and back, Yeah, but yeah. I got those sneakers on yeah. and I did that right. thing that I could have just looked at that and been like, this is small. It's not going to make any difference in the world. That's right. But just yeah. moving my body. I was like, right. wow, this feels really good. So that is probably the one nugget that I can give is is the the most progress I've had in in nourishing this body and seeing long term progress in this area is small doable, you know. Change. Absolutely, they remind me of, of those of you who listen uh, to our podcast. We did a podcast a while back, and it's her name escaping me, but she works with the uh, James Clear who wrote Atomic um, Atomic Habits, right? Isn't that the small little yeah. habits? Yeah. Um, and that just those little tiny, I did three jumping jacks today. Yeah. I did yes. three jump, like small, yes. sustainable with a celebration mindset of what's working, what's going right okay. and not what's going wrong, um, are sustainable and can be built upon. So I think I, my, our, my heart and mind go out to you who are, you're like, I have a lot of weight to lose and you are surrounded and, and having to unindoctrinate yourself from the images of faster, better, strong. Look at how, you know, I mean, I get texts. I don't even know why the heck I get texts 
from places offering me, you know, 40 pounds in two weeks, like weight loss, 40 pounds. Well, first of all, how'd you get my number? And these things are still out there and they pray and creep on us to say, well, wait, maybe that's possible. You know, that'll be a good jump start. But what it is, is like a jump into handcuffs. Like you're yes. jumping into bondage rather than, you know, slowly creeping your way in. So our hearts go out to you as you're like, it, yeah, it's a slow and steady road. And that's why Revelation Wellness community, Jennifer is going to be a great cheerleader for you to say, keep going where you look back 10 years from now and you take those small little steps, you're completely transformed and you walked with Christ for 10 years. I know him as a God of distance and endurance and time more than the short sprint. All right, good. Here's your medal. See you later. Like he's going for longevity with you and we're in for that too. I know Jennifer, you would say the same thing. 100%. Right. So empowering. Okay. I I had all these questions and this is what they do. They give me questions. Sorry, Lindy, our our production notes. And I'm like, okay, great. That's great. But then I meet people like, it just goes into a whole place. So here's the deal, y'all. I mean, these questions that I didn't get to are based off this book. So if you even enjoyed part of this conversation today, which I thoroughly did, you're going to go get this book, Your Good Body, Embracing a Body Positive Mindset and a Perfection Focused world. Everyone, that is a book. And everyone, just because Jennifer wrote the book, go write another book about it. You have so many people say, well, it's been written. No, write it. Voices must come in one accord uh, because the world definitely is not getting quieter about their definition of fitness. Yes. So Jennifer, before you go, actually, first of all, you can get her book on Amazon. You guys, you can also go to her website, jennifertaylorwagner.com. And she's got like a diet detox there, which is kind of this, uh, a program, a little, like a freebie, right? Like step into some, yep. some, um, train a treat teaching with you about breaking free of that diet mindset. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. And, um, yeah, go get the book, make a stink about this book. We need to make a noise on, on the, the, the front of this year. Yes. Now, I get to ask you three fun questions. You ready? You might you ready. May know them. Um, favorite way to move your body. Oh man, but I have two favorites. And okay, that's fine. Opposite ends of the spectrum. I love that. I I am a group fitness person. So I ah. love. <laughs> hey, you're actually the first person to say that in a really, really, really long time. I I, yeah. That's good. I, I am I'm obsessed with it. I'm I'm actually certified to teach two fitness classes. I've just what kind? We um it's called they're less mills classes, body pump yes. and body combat. Yeah. So yeah. strength and then like martial arts type. Yes. Um so I love those. So I do them in my garage right now though, because we don't have a gym that's offering any of that. Mm. So I'm that's okay. So I really love that, but I love a good, really intense workout. I honestly do. But I also love walking. Walking is like Every single day, rain or shine, like walking is like everything to me. I think the walking has a lot to do with just being outside, the fresh air. Green science, yeah. That that like just that steady rhythm, it just feels gentle and it feels really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that too. I'm we're kindred that way. I love a good uh, intense right now. I though, speaking of just being in tune with your body for I'm in this season, I felt like the Lord's like the next 30 days, you're just going low, moderate intensity, nothing high, yeah. nothing anabolic, nothing explosive, nothing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sir. We'll do that. Yes. And so it's been good to just kind of enjoy movement for movement sake, a little bit of heart rate coming up. So walking has been something I'm totally loving too. So yes. I love that. Okay. Um, 
Coffee, tea, or kombucha? What's your go-to? Definitely coffee. I, I drink, drink coffee, a lot of tea. Okay. I have tea right now. I'm, I okay. drink a lot of tea, but coffee is like my non-negotiable. Like every yeah. day I do drink my coffee. Okay. So then how are you with your, uh, like staying, drinking water? I, I have a constant battle with water. <laughs> Girl. It's like, I try and try. Join the club. It's so like, why is this simple thing so hard to do? I am welcoming every tip. Just, mm-hmm. just find yourselves in my DMs and tell me your water drinking tip. I'll give you okay. a water drinking tip. I just okay, got a new one. It's a new okay. one. Um, okay. Well, I've really felt like this call, like I don't, I want to pray more. I want to be a prayerful person. Like I want to storm heaven every day. I've got a mouth. I've got scripture. Let's pray yeah. more. So I want to do that. But then I also want to, I want to drink more water. I thought, you know what? I'll merge the two. So I'm praying more. Every time I drink water, I'm saying a prayer. Or if I'm about yes. to pray, I drink water. So I yeah. kind of put the two together and it can be simple things of like, which is really, when you take a drink of water, you have to shut your, your mouth can't be busy doing anything else. Um, is That's that true. cooling for you? And I think it's just this moment that like, I'll think about, I'm going to pray for you know my brother and I'll just lift up my brother yeah. to the Lord. And then the next thing, just a thought comes. And so I don't Ooh, know. I'm going to do that. I have found that fun because I've, my prayer life has been ignited by it. And I'm drinking more water. So there you I'm go. going to do that. I'm totally going to do that. All right. Let me know how it goes. Okay. And now final question. The big one. Favorite pair of workout leggings, pants. Like what's, what's your brand? My brand is a splurge, a splurge brand. That's fine. No shame in the splurge because quality matters. I'm a Lululemon girl. Yeah. But I have to say. I wear the ones I got literally years ago. They have lasted right. That's so what long. I'm saying. Quality. I've, I've honestly, I've tried so many. I still have a lot of loose skin on my legs from the weight loss. Okay. So I need really strong compression without compression. them falling down. Yeah. So I have these ones that I got. I have like three pairs that I had gotten from a long time ago. And I just recycle those three pairs yeah. over go. and over and over. And they've lasted and lasted and lasted. That's and lasted, the deal. So. That's the deal. Yeah. That's and- the ones. You know, there's, um, okay. There is a brand. I share this on some other podcasts. There's a brand on Amazon that I have friends that, and I bought a pair and I do think they're pretty darn close and their compression is called CRZ yoga, CRZ yoga. I've heard of that. And that's like $25. They're pretty. And I've, I've bought a pair now. They don't fit me exactly the same. Cause I, the, they're extra small still, or they're sm- whatever. My size just a little different than how yeah. it fits in, in Lulu, but the quality is darn good. So for $25 oh. and you know, maybe you can get a fun print or whatever, but try it out. Okay. I'm trying that. Cause I've heard of it. And if you're telling me that it's pretty close, I'm telling you, I tried okay. it out. And my friend, uh, my friend, Angela is convinced she's like, that's where Lululemon gets <laughs> their stuff. And she does not want to be taken. So <laughs> I'm trying it. I'm trying it. I can't wait. All right, you guys, Jennifer, it is a pure joy to be with you, meet you. And I'm sure that uh, the Lord has great things for you in store. So keep us posted on what he does next and come let us know how we can share it through all the places. I certainly will. Thank you so much for having me today. You're so welcome.